Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret show, where I am happy to welcome Bobby Malatesta, principal of the Bobby the Awesome Enterprise. Bobby helps florists grow and raise their profits and grow their cash flow using modern technology and marketing. Bobby is based in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Thank you, Jay. It's an honor to be here. Bobby, I work with so many small businesses, lower mid-market businesses. I get to talk to business owners across a wide variety of industries. And the one thing that I see time and time again is this incredible passion for what they do for their customers, but at the same time, often dread about getting those customers. Most of the business owners that I know would much rather be working with customers than doing their sales and marketing to get new customers. So not surprisingly, because whenever there's a need in a marketplace, you know that others will jump in to fill it. There are all these intermediary companies that have come in and say to the business owners, I've got magic dust. You pay me a big chunk of your revenues and I will take care of getting you uh, new clients. And we certainly see this in the food industry with things like Uber Eats and DoorDash. We see this in uh, marketing and a lot of like, for example, graphics design using Fiverr, on gig economy work using a platform like Upwork, and I could go on and on and on. And of course, in your area of specialization, which is florist, we have some long-standing services, which I believe go under the term wire services, things like 1-800-Flowers, FTD, Teleflora. Now, what is wrong with a florist or any other business, for example, in effect, outsourcing their lead generation and even their sales to one of these platforms? And, you know, it's worth the money. What's wrong with that kind of thinking, Bobby? Well, I appreciate you calling them wire services, Jay, because they were built on the model years ago before the Internet. So they had a value back then. And as the world evolves, they needed to evolve. So they offer marketing and website creation and all the things that businesses may or may not need in the marketing space to acquire those those customers that you're speaking about. The problem is they're so big and so standardized, it becomes a cookie cutter model. And florists are creative, beautiful people, and they can't really showcase what they can offer as an independent business because they're promoting basically these wire services. But Bobby, what's wrong with cookie cutter if it gets customers to place the order? 
well, Jay, I think we're going to talk numbers later. And what the research has shown me is this cookie cutter and these orders actually, in most cases, forced the the florist or, or the consumer using them to lose money instead of making money. And they're investing their time and resources into this losing proposition. So is what you're telling us that the real big issue, the proverbial elephant in the room, is that these intermediaries, these platforms or wire services, in the case of the floral industry, are too greedy. They are taking too large of a share of the pie relative to the true value they're adding. Absolutely. That's a great question. And what the scariest part is, is it's so convoluted. If you were a regular business owner doing your QuickBooks at the end of the month and you want to see checks and balances, you see what comes in and what goes out. Well, these guys use their own statement and their own accounting principles, which makes it very difficult to even see your profitability. So they are taking advantage of that florist that wants to design the funeral arrangement, take care of their client and not sit down and go through statements. That's not what they got in the florist business to do. So if these wire services or intermediaries in truth are taking too large of a share of the pie for the value they they truly add. And and by the way, I would remind our audience, it is not just in the floral industry. I think a lot of the industries, including some of the examples I gave in my preamble, it is the same story, right? The economics aren't working for the small business that's using these services or even the professional that's contracting their work through these services. So if the economics are wrong, I don't think these platforms, these intermediaries are going to change on their own. So if you are the business owner, if you are the florist, Bobby, what is it that you should be doing instead of using these wire services? In my opinion, they should be doing the homework and researching different options. There's a lot of little guys popping up to help marketing. They see that the florists need the help. Personally, I'm a fan of funnels with click funnels um, and the technology. It's a way to capture the revenue on the front side, collect the pre-orders so they know how to plan production. And oh, by the way, all the profits are theirs aside from paying for the the small fee for to keep the technology on. But they have a way to go to market and showcase what they want to showcase, not what the big guys say they have to produce for the holidays, which may or may not be available. The containers may or may not be stuck off of Washington, you know, in a boat. So there's a lot of hurdles when working with the big boys. Makes a lot of sense to me. Bobby, I think what you're saying as the alternative is interesting, even intriguing, but I'm sure sure there are people in my audience that are saying, are saying, I still need some convincing. So let's talk a little bit about the business case. And let me start by saying, if you are the florist and you throw off the yoke of these wire services, go down the path that you suggest, how does that make them feel? Oh, I lived this example and The main, I think, motivation for why they won't get out of their comfort zone is fear. So in the case that I analyzed, company was doing $3 million a year, top line revenue. And the suggestion was made, well, the company was was at risk for going out of bank, going bankrupt. So the mission was to find alternatives. So once we got into the financials to shop around for alternatives, what we learned was 
we were losing $300,000 on that 3 million. But the company wouldn't make the decision because they were afraid of losing that 3 million top line sales. So that's the fear. Even with rational behavior, improving the numbers, the fear overcame the bottom line and what was actually going to the bank. That's what's scary. So it's that old adage that I lose money on every transaction, but I make it up in volume. And of course, there have been some epic bankruptcies, even on multi-billion dollar companies, because it's not your top line that you got to worry about. It's your bottom line you got to worry about. And, and so in that example, just to maybe spin it the other way, had they gone away from being dependent on the wire services for the $3 million in revenue, there was potentially $300,000 of profit to be captured, you know, less than a costs for paying for these alternative marketing channels, which, you know, uh, from what you're telling me, would have been a fraction of the $300,000 that they could have added to their bottom line. Did I understand that correctly? You absolutely did. So if they did nothing, if they made no changes other than canceling the service, they would be $300,000 better for it. Now, the big guys will tell you that by filling these orders and getting them in people's homes, it's marketing, which is an intangible, which you can't really capture. Now, if they, they didn't have a wire service, weren't running around trying to chase the computer and fill the orders and get the delivery guys and buy the product to lose that 300,000, they can take better care of the customers who are walking into their store or hitting their website independent of these wire services. Well, you know, it's such a classic uh, <clears throat> argument by what I'll call the ripoff artists when they tell you, you know, you're going to pay me is $300,000, but don't worry. It's marketing that has no return. It's goodwill. Meanwhile, we're making a ton of money off of your back and at your expense. And, and it just strikes me as utter nonsense. And take that 300 grand that is is money you're paying them, put a big chunk of it into your pocket and put the rest into paying for some of these alternative programs, Bobby, that you're talking about much higher value for money, much higher return on you, what really is your marketing investment. So Bobby, let me ask you this. Um, it's pretty compelling what you're talking about. I think if I'm a florist or really any other business that's dependent on these intermediary type platforms for the majority of my clients, what do I need to do to implement what it is that you're advocating? Well, cancel the wire services as soon as possible. So you start having the revenue in your pocket to pay for another solution and it'll happen practically instantly. And, and the solutions are out there, whether it's as simple as a web design or something a little bit more robust, like an outbound marketing system, such as a funnel. But there's many solutions out there. And it's going to vary on the business, the neighborhood. Like if you're a florist in a mall, you're going to have foot traffic maybe versus one that's off the beaten path. So there's different options for different florists. It's not exactly the same solution for everyone. But the solution is get the right technology for your store. So, Bobby, one of the things which I'm sure if you're a florist, you'd be really nervous about is this dependence that the wire services have built where they're going to say, you turn me off, you're going to turn off all your revenues. So question one is, how true is that? Question two is, what does that tell you about the sequencing? You know, 
how far in advance should I begin to uh, put in place these other marketing systems so that when I cut off the wire service, these things are ready to go. Talk about the, the timing of that in the context of if you turned off a wire service, how much of my revenue is going to disappear overnight? So there's a business answer to that. And then there's an emotional answer to that question. So the business answer would be immediately, because if you're losing money on every order and you're losing the time that you could be using in this other, even if it was as simple as posting on social media a little differently for yourself or for your shop, you have the time and energy to put into the that new vehicle once the wire service is done, because the wire services just soak up their time. So it's instant. It's pretty in, instant. And because it's the bottom line and not the top line, the business actually becomes more sustainable. They're not writing checks to these guys every month. The model works in a way where the wire services tell you by writing me a check every month, that means you're making money. They want you to write them a check. To, that means you're sending more orders outbound and that you owe them or the florist that actually fill it. So it's very deceptive too. So just food for thought. So what, what I'm hearing you say, so just to wrap up this segment is if indeed you are losing money at the margin on these orders, then clearly cutting it off will immediately stop the losses. So that itself has a financial benefit. And the other thing, which I think maybe isn't well appreciated and certainly not something that I understood, which is time, that how much time they are sucking up from the business owner because of the need to manage uh, your, the systems that they give you, the need to try to understand what's really going on with the accounting and how convoluted they make that. So even just bringing up your time and using that to do some very basic marketing, you know, whether it's on social media, whether it's community outreach, and then getting a more systematic structured approach uh, for your lead generation clearly sounds compelling to me. And I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. So what we're going to do now, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about Bobby. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? While Centricity's Category of One program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn, or any other social media or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things, leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Bobby Malatesta of Bobby the Awesome Enterprise. Bobby, I'd like to find out a little bit more about you and your business. And I want to start by asking, in terms of what you do for Flores, what are the pain points that you're solving and why do they need you to get rid of that pain? 
The pain points are education, right? Not knowing what is happening. So at least educating them to help them make a decision. They decide the wire services the right way, then that's their choice. But financially, I know that their bank account will be fuller. And that's a pain point I think every every business has. And then lastly, the stress. Uh, as creative people, and I could say this because I used to work in floral, um, we get stressed. We're emotional. We want to do right by our customers. And our customers are usually in our shops for emotional occasions, weddings, funerals. So there's always that heightened stress level because you don't want to disappoint a client. So it relieves some of that pressure as well. Bobby, one of the things that is almost a truism in business, when you're a customer and we're looking to hire someone like you. It's not so much what you do is the justification for hiring you. It's the fact that you're really good at doing it. We all want to work with the best that we can find given our budget. So, Bobby, let me ask you, what makes you great at what you do? The number one thing would be curiosity. And the number two would be experience. So I've worked on all facets of the business. I've been in mass market. I've been in private shops. And I've also worked for a wire service. And I knew how dirty I felt at the end of the day. And I didn't want to put people out of business. So it's a culmination of the experience and time invested with the curiosity to ask the questions, to wonder why, to do things like the case study. What I bring to the table is that combination. Bobby, I encourage all of our listeners to go to your LinkedIn profile and look at the things that you have done, which you, you sort of have alluded to, but you'll get a lot more details there. But I have a slightly different question for you. I want to know what's happened in your life, be it personal or professional, that would most explain why you do what you do. Well, Jay, honestly, I'm on a very big mission. I want to educate the world around gambling addiction. And what I realized the last few years explore doing my personal development, exploring myself is, and I'm in recovery for gambling, I should say. What I realized is I have to be doing things that light me up, that I'm passionate about so that I can achieve the mission that I have. And I have 30 years of floral. I've played in that sandbox. I know it. It makes me happy. I can't walk by a florist without going to snoop and see. And, and I believe that flowers make people smile. So it's twofold. It's helping both of the communities that are important to me, my florists and my gambling addicts or anybody in addiction, really. So I get to do both things, people that are important to me, and it aligns with my values and experience. That is a wonderful reason to do what you are doing. And I wish you continued a success and prosperity on both dimensions. So Bobby, I am guessing that we've got people in our audience that want to reach out to you, uh, that would like to continue the conversation with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Well, if they want to email me directly, they can reach me at bobby at 321nokidden.com. And thank you for putting that in the show notes. Or my website is 321nokidden.com. Those are the easiest right. ways for sure. Any social media platform. Is and as Bobby said, we'll put her LinkedIn address her email and her website in the show notes, make it easy for you guys to reach out and continue 
the conversation. Bobby, I think you've put a spotlight on something that those of us, whether we're in business or even as the customers of a business who are using these 30 third-party platforms, just don't think about, don't really look at in the insightful way that you have. And I can assure you, any show out there would be looking at you and they would be on the ground thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for really enlightening uh, the audience. But that's not me. No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> that was good, but I think you got a little more in you, just this little, little bit. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. I want you to raise the ante. I want you, in addition to all your insight, to throw on top a little bit of a gift for our listeners. Bobby, what can you do for them? Well, since I have two wheelhouses, I think I have an idea. Anybody wants to email me, let me know that it was because you and I spoke, Jay, and that I was on this podcast, on the Best Kept Secret podcast. If they want to email me and they're not in the floral business and they just want to get a little better healthy, I'll be happy to send them something about self-care. If you're a florist or a floral business owner out there and you want more information, I'll be happy to take a 30-minute call with them. How does that sound? That is terrific on behalf of my audience now. We're going to really thank you for being such a terrific guest on the Best Kept Secret uh, show. To my audience, let's continue to crush it out there until next time. 